depends on what you value Kenny Gainwell. I don't value him very high at all. The problem is he's just offering so much. Like why the, not though? All that bid money is that's all of his bid money. He's offering his whole wallet. What if we could plan it out? Cabo for a week. Pass for a day, wee wee. You can come and be my babe, you can see. What a gentleman I am. Welcome to First and 15, the only podcast that's trying to get you paid. I'm here with two time FFPC we back, champion we back, AB. We back. Next to him, it's my guy, Dio the Machine, our dynasty guru. Guys, let's start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Starting to draft again, at least. AB is starting to draft again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't stop. We don't stop. <laughs> I haven't jumped into a redraft yet, although I do have a dynasty draft going right now. We'll yes. talk about dynasty a little later. They in the game. Finally. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll get to that, but they finally in the game. Let's talk about redraft drafting strategies. Listen, last year came up short. Two-time champion, two straight times. This year you came up short. What are you doing different this year from last year? A lot, a lot. You know, we talked about it earlier that uh, every year is different. And mm -hmm. this year, you know, uh, you know that holds true uh, even more so, I think. Uh, I've been in two FFPC redrafts. I've done a startup. Uh, and you can already tell that the board feels very unsettled. You know, mm -hmm. ADPs are kind of. Uh, you know, you can tell are going to look drastically different in a couple of months from now. And so ideally what I'm trying to do right now is take advantage of that. But from a strategy standpoint, I think first you have to appreciate the changing landscape in the NFL. Mm -hmm. We have tons of new head coaches who've never been head coaches before. We have tons of new offensive coordinators who've never been offensive coordinators before. Uh, and I think that's something that uh, is really going to make uh, assessing these players and, and their worth. Not to mention, important. we talked about earlier, new quarterback, a new situation. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, you know, quarterbacks do bring their own, their own offense yep. to mm -hmm. wherever they're going. So yep. Yep. kind of so many factors that are different compared to the way we ended last year. Absolutely. So I think, you know, situations like Miami, where now you have a Waddle and a Hill, how to value these players and who's mm -hmm. worth what and where you take them are going to be very, very difficult because you can assume that it's going to look like that's Shanahan, San Francisco offense, but we really don't know. Right. They've had so many different signings yeah. and additions that, yes, we know they want speed and maybe yeah. they want to, you know. They got Cedric Wilson, too. Yeah, and maybe they want guys who can provide yeah. yak, but, but what is that offense really going to look yeah, like? Y'all saw that video Miami posted the other day? You know, it's practice. Come on, practice. Like, talk about anything? practice. No, no. And don't forget yeah. about Gasicki, <laughs> too. Gasicki's there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he can get the ball a little bit deeper. <laughs> a little bit <laughs> sure more time. <laughs> sure oh, yeah. but, but do you know what it feels like, though? That video feels like when Mike Davis' picture came out last year and everybody, like, freaked out over the picture because his legs were yeah. so big. And it was like, well, that oh. Was a, for a good thing. But yeah, that was, a positive, that was a positive Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a yeah so this seems like the opposite of that, yeah, though. Like, it just seems, yeah, know, yeah that might bring it to his ADP down. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, his ADP really isn't even that high, which well, doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, draft now. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So right now, you know, you know, when you look at the board, it doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, that Waddle's going in the four, Hill's going in the second, and then two is like, you know. I think there's a fundamental issue with what you just said right there. Absolutely. I don't Absolutely. think both of them should be – maybe one of them. Mm -hmm. So, I guess if they're going second and fourth and people are just, you know, staking their claim yeah. like this is the guy. But definitely I don't see both of them you but, know, holding up. And, and this is the thing, you know, uh, and we're going to see a lot of this on Twitter. We're going to hear a lot of this on uh, various podcasts. And I'm interested to hear uh, people's various viewpoints. But I doubt there's going to be an argument that's going to be able to be made for a Hill or for a Waddle that's in favor of why I should be drafting them in the second and fourth round. Mm. There's nothing that you can tell me with certainty as far as what this offense is going to look like. Target, you know, uh, projections is going to make me feel comfortable taking a Tyreek Hill there when I can draft someone like an Alvin Kamara. And, you know, even if that carries a risk with it or go with the safe floor like a Stephon Diggs and definitely, you know, not, you know, for me, not draft him over somebody like a CeeDee Lamb. So I feel like there's a lot of guys and I, and I understand playing for upside, but the point of that is basically you know, there's less certainty across the NFL landscape than there have been in years past. And I think you have to understand that. So 
My strategy this year, you know, is one that's definitely still evolving, but the core principles stand, you know, you know, remain the same. And that's I want players who are going to score a lot of fancy points and I want those players of value. And I want to try to do that with every pick. And in my mind, if I can do that and win the draft and then, you know, obviously, you know, in season, uh, make the right start sit decisions, uh, make sure that I'm, you know, playing the waiver wire right. Ideally, that puts me ahead of the field. But there's a lot right now that I look at, you know, when I'm looking at the board, there's a lot right now where I feel like, you know, some, there are some guys that are criminally undervalued. Hmm. Uh, and it makes me just want to hop in a lot more drafts uh, yeah. to try and uh, take advantage right now. But we'll see. It's May. Things can change. We talked about, you know, players, you know, the idea of, you know, certain situations like a Jonathan Taylor where even if a running back gets added to that room, it's not necessarily going to change its value all that much. But then you have someone like a James Conner, depending on the signing, if that gets added, you know, depending on where he's going in drafts, are you going to feel comfortable still drafting him there? So, you know, players like that, if I draft a James Conner at the back end of the third, early fourth, I need to have in my mind that, okay, if they bring in another running back, Will I feel comfortable still drafting that player at that, you know, at that nah, uh, ADP? Man, they're gonna just rock with Keontae yeah. Ingram, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan. You, you know, it's crazy yeah, hearing you say that because I haven't really thought about it. I don't think I'd be worried at all if they brought in another running back. I don't care who they bring in because yeah. the way they used Connor when Chase was out last year, he was a true, true bell cow. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. only as being the main back, he was getting all the receiving work. Yeah, he's getting the goal line work, and, and they I were agree. they were utilizing him. And then on top of that, they, to some extent, rewarded him this offseason by giving him that, that type of contract. A nice contract. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. still fairly young, too. He's oh, still he's very young. young. I yeah. think he was drafted like five years ago or yeah. four or five years ago. So, um, I, I mean, I, I feel good. The only thing with James Conner, and I, I preface this by saying I haven't done any draft shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I have no idea what ADP looks like right yeah. now. Uh, but if you're telling me Connor's falling in the running back two range, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, absolutely. maybe even running back three, I'm all over that because – if you recall the way Connor played last year when Edmonds was out, mm-hmm. he was like a top three he four running yeah. back. He was a yeah. Lead, yeah. You know, and you look at you know, so when you look at the board right now, you can get him at the end of the third. Uh, and a guy like Fournette, who everybody's high on, you know, and granted some of it's uh, you know, uh valid based off of his play last year, but he's going, you know, I've seen him go as high as high as like early second. Hmm. Uh, and I don't, I'm not necessarily saying that that's a bad pick, but that's a high value pick to me. Like that's a lot of value to be put in a running back that really has only done it one year, and he's not really that efficient on the ground. Mm-hmm. We're really banking on a lot of catches out of the backfield. You know, it's crazy. So I'd rather get a Connor, and you know, if you want to look at his situation, where okay, yes, he's a lead back, and there's a clear you know handcuff because I do value that. Yeah. Like I love Madison going at the back end of the first. And being able to snag, or sorry, uh, Dalvin Cook going at the back end of the first and being able to snag Madison late to lock up that backfield. Yeah. You can kind of feel that way, maybe feel a little bit comfortable uh, with Fournette. But again, that's a situation where I feel like they could still bring in a veteran running back, given yeah. that it's Tom Here, Brady and they want to win a ship. Here's my issue with Fournette. And again, I haven't thought about this at yeah. all, but just hearing you say it, the only reason why. I'm a little, you know, kind of light on comfort level with Fournette is they drafted a rookie running back in the third round. Rashad, Rashad White, White. Yeah. And supposedly his calling card is how well he is in the receiving game. I, yeah, I'm not a fan. I, 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 I'm a Rashad White hater. I'll, I'll put that on tape right now. <laughs> right. And I could be 100% wrong. But you know wrong. what we always say. It's not yeah. about what we think. It's about what yeah, the coach is Yeah, but there's a couple think. different yeah. things. So, you know, a couple different arguments that I would push back on that. Number one, this is a team that wants to win now. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady is their running back or is yeah. their quarterback. Tom Brady is going to dictate who they want back there. Yeah. And how often do we see him put a rookie back there? Because he's going to want that rookie to pass protect. To pass Tom, protect. Tom yeah. Brady's mo, yes, he you know he'll dump it down a lot, but his mo is not to necessarily look for his running back first. Right. He wants to be able to look downfield. So if he if he doesn't have a running back back there that he feels comfortable with from a pass protection standpoint, right? So, I hear you, but the only thing I can say is they drafted him in the third round. Like yeah. like hmm. they could have they could have tried to utilize or fill so many other needs. There were so many other running backs taken in the fourth, fifth, sixth round that they could have taken. I Yet they feel like for some reason our their third pick, and I it might have even been their second pick. You know pick. who they took in the third round the year before? Kyle Trask. 
And we've heard right, a recent that's com- a quarterback. I mean, well, we've heard on. a recent comment. They said that he's like not even like you know, right? But like he may not even make the team. But quarterback is different. Quarterback is one of those players you just try to draft one and yeah. see if you can develop him and see if you can either keep okay. him for the future or flip yeah. him. You know, but a running back, a position that literally you could take so much later and yeah. it'd be somebody that's useful, and you still feel like we got to take this guy in the third. It just makes me hesitate a little bit. With that being said, going back to what we were talking about, but I don't about think he's a threat to Fournette. I mean, mm. I don't know what he is. I'm yeah. not. I'm not going to sit here and say this is what yeah. he is. Yeah, I'm just saying what we know is they felt like he needed to be drafted in the third. But they also, yeah, yeah. And, and again, the fact that they say his his um, skill set is in the receiving game. It like, is. It's not like a like I haven't watched much of him to be honest. Yeah. It's kind of bad since he's like a. I'm in rookie drafts in my dynasty leagues, and he's being picked up in the first two yeah. rounds. But. If they're saying his his calling card is how well he is in the receiving game, and he was drafting the third, just hearing those two things right there, maybe see like, uh. now now with Connor, uh, and again I'm already bringing up these rookies dynasties on my brain. I, I really do like Keontae Ingram. Yeah, I mean, I know he was super drafted. Like you went to UT, you watched him, right? Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not okay, a fan. but both those guys are like Jags to me. Like no, they might be. But Rashad like could... White, you watch his film, and I I don't see that he, he plays slow to me. I know yeah. he ran. He ended up running a decent forty, but to me, he plays slow. He's some guy like yes, he has good hands. You know, maybe he can make the first guy. But I, I I question but, how but well you, he's going. But be. but the thing with these guys that we're talking about now, we're not drafting them high because of what we they, we think their talent is. If we draft them at all, yeah, these are guys we're only looking at because they're the players where if something happens, they can get an opportunity. Yeah, and with running back, opportunity is king. Yeah, yeah. like who's the guy on the Lions last year? They just came out of Craig Reynolds, I think mm-hmm. his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All he needed was opportunity. Yeah. He gave you like two, three good weeks. Dearness Johnson. Yeah. Just yeah. needed opportunity. Yeah, but those guys are good. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I, I am a Rashad Whitehead. Uh, but yeah, getting back to the original point with Fournette, like, I think you know drafting him that high early in the second to me is drafting him at his ceiling. And that's something of course like you are. For, for, for that type of running back, an agent running back, uh, who's really reliant on the receiving work and the touchdowns, I, that to me does not make me feel as comfortable drafting him this early in May at that position. Is, is the first round of drafts mainly running backs or mainly receivers? No, it's a good, it's a it's a decent mix. I mean, any quarterbacks? I think, and you can up go there? anywhere. There's no quarterbacks in the first round. Okay, yeah, no no one's doing that. Uh, so just Josh what? Allen, maybe like uh, you know uh, early Second, third, third okay. early third. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe somebody you know, other than Kelsey. Is anybody? Well, is Kelsey even in the first round? Kelsey and Andrews are both in the first round. Andrews in the first. Yeah. Oh okay. wow, so two tight ends. Yeah, yeah, and the other ten are receiver running backs. Receiver running backs. Okay. Yeah. So let me jump in for a second because every single season we have this wait, 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 discussion. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, and I, I didn't mean to interject. You need to hop in the draft. Yeah. Look, <laughs> it's, our, it's our first episode in a while, so excuse us. You know, we, you know, we, uh, you know, dusting off. LTA. Yeah. LTA. I didn't answer my draft strategy. My draft strategy. I'm about to get back to that because every single season we have this discussion of zero RB or robust, you know, RB. Yeah, Dio, like, take us through your strategy. Have you changed it from last year? Now, I remember, I haven't drafted yet, so I right, really don't right. have a solid strategy. And me doing rookie drafts, and we talked about this earlier, when I'm in rookie draft mode, I got to, like, stay in my dynasty mode. I can't, right, right. I can't flip back and forth redraft. I literally have to kind yeah. of space it out. But when I do plan on getting on drafts, mm-hmm. and I guess first let me answer your question, robust running back or, or zero running back? Or zero. I, I guess yeah. I was actually going to answer the question, but at this point, I actually kind of favor – Zero slash hero running back at mm. this point. And let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. In this, at this point of the offseason mm-hmm. in drafts, I really feel like the most uncertainty surrounds backfields. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I feel like receivers are kind of solidified. Yeah. I mean, you have mm-hmm. these people that kind of sleepers that come out of nowhere and press during OTAs or training camp, and they actually end up being wide receiver three. But nobody's going from unknown right now to wide receiver one a lot. Yeah, right. Like, right. We kind of thought maybe Marquez Calloway was going to do that last year, and he kind of yeah. ended up being a dud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so <laughs> most of the wide receiver ones slash wide receiver two, we kind of know. Yeah. yeah. Right. Agreed. While on the other end, these backfields, like Ambiguous. we were just talking about the Dolphins. Yeah. Like we could say it's going to be yeah. Chase. Yeah. But if it end up be if Sony end up star week one, mm-hmm. we ain't, we ain't just gonna be like oh my god, yeah, we're gonna be like yeah. okay, that's what happened. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know what exactly. What I'm so, I should have known, known better. I should have known better. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? If yeah, we yeah. see Rex Burkhead start week one, I'm not gonna be as surprised at all. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, no. but, but the backfield yeah. at the moment, 
you can ask 10 different people and they all have, well, they won't have yeah. 10 different answers, but they're all yeah. probably say yeah. a mixture of things. Yeah. yeah. So at this stage of the draft season, yeah. I, I would tend to, and I did this in the past, pick these wide receivers that I know are locked in, mm-hmm. high, high ceilings if possible, and then stab at as many mm. ambiguous backfields as I can in the back end of the draft. Because what's going to happen is as the offseason progresses – and yeah. we start getting more clarity, mm-hmm. these running backs, ADPs, are going to start to rise up. Yeah. 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 They're going to start to rise up. And then at yeah. that point, it's almost like, who's the guy that happened to last year? Darrell Henderson? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though he wasn't much of anything, when it was still, it wasn't truly ambiguous, but he was just kind of like, you didn't know what was going stated, on. Yeah. I will yeah. tell you this, though, uh, as I'm drafting now, like when I look at the elite, like that tier of elite wide receiver ones, yeah. to me, there's a significant drop off. After you know? them, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and when I look at that, and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to decide, okay, do I want Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, or Stephon Diggs? You know, I'm going Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. Uh, that's just like, you know, that's just how I feel. Like, I, and yeah, I can't. But you were always a robust RB guy. Though. I don't. I'm not. I'm not robust RB. Like, it seems like I, last season, season you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In previous years, this year I don't necessarily. I don't think that you know. I don't care what you do. Like I, I I'll do anything this year. But what I'm actually exploring with now, because I think I actually have C.D. Lamb now in that top tier. So understanding like that drop off at wide receiver, I'm fine taking C.D. like in the first round, and then coming back and mm. getting my running back in the second round. So, but the only, the only, the only pushback I'll have on on that strategy is. And I didn't mention this before, but it, it it also kind of supports what I was trying to say earlier is running backs do also tend to get injured from now until the beginning of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More so, I think, so the receiver. I'm not saying receivers don't get hurt. Yeah. But you draft your Dalvin and Kamara now. But that's – yeah. And, you know, two months and from here they get hurt, you and know. That's, and, and, and I understand that. And that's the whole – that's the kind of like what with J.K. Dobbins. Like, yeah. that's, that's what I was trying to J.K. Yeah. Dobbins and Gus yeah. And that's the argument. That's yeah. the argument yeah. with yeah. zero RB. And that's why, you know, I, I'm not going to fault anybody for wanting to go zero RB. But I know right. the way that I draft. I'm willing to take that risk. Right, right, right. Because mm-hmm. to right. me, like, that's an acceptable risk to have those two elite running backs. But ideally, if I could start my draft off, I would ideally like to start off with two of those top tier wide receivers because I, yeah. I am in agreement. I feel like there are running backs that I can get later yeah. in drafts yeah. that can produce RB1 numbers. Right, 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 where right. like finding that elite wide receiver later is very, very, very hard. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and to finish off what I was saying, yes, at this stage of the offseason, yes, I like I said, I'm probably doing zero running back slap. And I hate to say that because everybody's going to start judging me. Like, right. I mean, don't, zero, even zero, don't even call it. He's a zero running back guy. Yeah, don't even call but it. But I, I just draft. Like, I just... Yep. Like, I'm always looking for strategy. You know, I'm always looking for edges and stuff, yeah, right? I yeah, feel like yeah. that's an edge you can have right now. Yeah. But as the offseason progresses and we get closer to the season, mm-hmm. I slowly venture, maybe not even slowly, maybe one day just a switch. I yeah. say, okay, now I'm going to yeah. get these running backs. Because yeah. now I feel like we know who the starters are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They most likely aren't going to do a lot of in the preseason, so likely their chance of getting hurt are low. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, But right now I feel like you can really give value if you hit these ambiguous backfields the right way. All right. Let's stay on the topic of running backs for a second because I want to talk about how you guys are evaluating these aging running backs. And not only age as to their actual age, but also running backs with a little bit of tread like Zeke. Because Zeke is really only 26, but for a running back, he has a lot of tread on those tires. So how are you guys valuing these aging running backs? (laughs) I know know why you're asking this question. You know why I ask that question. But anyway. uh, (laughs) Pollard season. (laughs) Pollard season, I know. Uh, So just like with everything, like we always preface this, every situation is different. And I think for this particular uh, question, you know, you have to highlight that. Yeah. There are bell cow running backs and three down running backs. And then Mm -hmm. there are, you know, running backs that like share the workload. Uh, but they still can operate on three downs. And then there are running backs that are in committees, meaning they may mm-hmm. just be the early down back or they may be the passing down and hurry up back. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to distinguish the two. So when I look at the aging running back, a Derrick Henry is very different than a Zeke Elliott. And their ADPs reflect that. Because mm-hmm. even though Derrick Henry is older and coming off an injury and at high risk for injury, or we would assume anyway, uh, He's still getting all three downs and getting all the work. You know, mm-hmm. uh, where is Derrick Henry being drafted right now? I, I, I want to say first. 
first? Back in the first, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I want to say first. You know, maybe he maybe falls to the second, but so there's not no the injury, second. age, workload discount. Whatsoever. He's not going top five. You know, it's usually he wasn't I think really going top five last year. He was going like point, middle, yeah. like six. Yeah, yeah. You're not well, getting much of a discount. Five and seven. Yeah, you're not getting much of a discount. But if you do remember to when he was healthy, he was getting passing game work too. He was getting it all. Mm-hmm. And well, that may have been an issue. Because our boy yeah. freaking yeah. disappointed the hell out of us. Yeah. <laughs> but he died. was getting it all. So some people are like, like, that's a high risk to me. That's a high yeah. risk in the CMC to me. But if you want to take that high risk and you can recall back to him being a true bell cow, getting all the work, even yeah. you know they were incorporating him more in the passing game. Yeah. That, he was who, league who, winner. Who's the backup for them right now? Who's the backup for the Titans? They, uh, I know they drafted Haskins, but yeah, and I, I think they resigned. Terrible to me. I think they resigned. Yeah, I don't yeah, really you're care right for me either. Yeah, I actually went back and looked at You're right. I think they resigned Dontrell Hilliard as well. Yeah, yeah. They, but they, they lost Foreman, so did they replace Foreman? And they lost Evans. And this is one of those situations. This is what I've learned from last year. Kind of going back, you know, bringing bringing things back from last year is like I'm not, you know, backfields like that. I don't care who the backup is because it doesn't matter. If Derrick Henry gets injured, guess what? They're bringing more people in, you mm-hmm. know. And who we think is the backup right Probably now, really backup. you know, or who's mm-hmm. who's who's number two on the depth chart right now, yeah. you know, doesn't mean that he's necessarily going to be taking over Derrick Henry's role when uh, if Derrick Henry right. Derrick Henry gets injured. So even the Hassan Haskins, like if you're drafting him like late mm-hmm. in the twenty, and I'm not saying not to, I'm not doing it because I don't think he's a good player uh, or you know NFL. I won't say good player, but you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but I think if Derrick Henry goes down, they're bringing in more bodies, and it's not necessarily Haskins' job. Right. Yeah, so, right. so, so it's Haskins, Hilliard, and Jordan Wilkins comes yeah. over from what? Colts. The Colts, right? Yeah. And Jordan Wilkins has never been able to do right anything. Yeah. 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 So that's their backfield. Somebody else yeah. In. So they bring somebody yeah. else in. So, uh, but like, yeah, getting back to your question. So, like, I, you know, I look at a Derrick Henry in a certain way, and I look at someone like a Dalvin Cook in a certain way, because we just talked about Derrick Henry in the, uh, mm-hmm. in the questionable backup situation. That's why I love a player like Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. a player that could realistically finish as the RB1 or close to it, mm-hmm. provide, you know, weekly, you know, uh, you know, high end, uh, you know, uh, RB1 numbers. Three down bell cow, but has a very clear handcuff role. And granted, new coaching staff, so it's not as much of a certainty as it was last year. But still, you know, we've seen that Madison has been able to kind of help out in yeah. those two to three games. So I draft a guy like, you know, Dalvin Cook and people say, oh, he's going to get injured. I, it's already baked in. To mm-hmm. me, it's baked in. I don't, I'm not drafting any running back. I don't even care if it's Jonathan Taylor and assuming that they're playing all six, 16, 17 games. Right. I'm assuming that they're missing two to three games. So, to me, that's already baked in. So, I like the idea of, okay, I got Dalvin Cook and then I got Madison and I don't have to worry about that backfield. Because yeah. Madi- Madison, for a couple game stretch, mm-hmm. can provide you Dalvin Cook-like numbers. Yeah. So, he's a player that I love. When, but when it comes to a player like, like Ezekiel Elliott, mm-hmm. now it's a different situation. Yes, he's a three-down back, and he can play on all three downs, but he's splitting work now, mm-hmm. you know. And before, when maybe it was like 70-30 that we thought last year, mm-hmm. and then transition to maybe 65-35, now we may be looking at a 60-40, 55 All this math. You know, so like... 63-37. You know, but... So that... So, but, and his ADP reflects that. That's why yeah. he's going in the fourth round. But yeah. you can tell in drafts that, like, he's receiving a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. So at some point you gotta ask yourself like when is it Man, worth it? Yeah. or do you just to completely avoid? <laughs> I'm taking all of them. Yeah, because yeah, I think all of them are at value because everybody is taking into account what you're asking. Mm-hmm. They're older and they're probably injury prone. Yeah, so their value is already has all of that baked in. Yeah, but that's actually worst case scenario, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. because if they don't get hurt, yeah. Or if they do get more than 50-50, mm-hmm. maybe they do get 60-40. I mean, it's not great, but yeah. it's still better than the 50-50 you expected. Then they're literally all values. Mm-hmm. And these are not players you know or you think are going to lose their jobs. Their contracts won't allow them to lose yeah. their jobs yeah, yeah. right now. And Dynasty, it's a, now it's a totally different discussion in Dynasty. Right. But when we're talking about redraft, FFPC, mm-hmm. if all of these guys are at a level where people are literally passing them up because they just don't want them on their roster. Oh, they just don't want them. Then I'm going to just add them. Like, yeah. why not? You know what I'm saying? Because if you believe in Zeke, this is the thing. You got to ask yourself. Don't ask yourself. Like, take out of your mind, like, the idea, okay, that, like, okay, I don't like Zeke because he's falling off from a talent standpoint. Yes, he's falling off from a talent standpoint. But ask yourself, 
what do you think he's going to produce? Like, what do you think right. his role is moving forward? And they have, like, you know, made some changes in the offensive line. Maybe they're a little bit more healthier. Maybe, the, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see. I you know, mean, at the end of the day, but I, I don't think any of us are going – like, regardless of how much you don't like Zeke or you feel like Pollard is great, I don't think anybody right now will stand ten toes down and say, I, don't, I think Zeke is going to be the backup. Oh, yeah. That's, I feel like yeah. everybody yeah. across the whole – NFL fandom, fantasy league yeah. is all saying Zeke will start. Yeah. Now the workload is the question. Yeah. But when the when they get out there in the first play of the game, it's gonna be number twenty one back there. Yeah. So if you're telling me I have a starting running back on an offense that supposedly can score points above or average, be a high yeah. octane or mm-hmm. whatever, um, and like it's gonna be most likely the goal line back. Yeah. Now the what are we what are we um what are we not gonna get? Probably the receiving work. Probably the third. But we're, st- we're still getting. We're still getting. I some... mean, you, you'll get it, yeah. yeah but but if you were to make an expectation, yeah, you're not going to say he he's the he's third the down back. back. He's not. The, yeah, he's not the receiver. He's not. He's not the full time role guy. Yeah. If that's what we're already saying right now, and you are people are, are passing up on him, I'm gonna take him because yeah. again, that's the edge that you're looking for. Because if he ends up doing better, yeah. Because everything we're saying is negative, but if he ends up doing good or better. You're winning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know what I'm saying? 10%, 15% return is still better than nothing. So yeah. we talked about sort of these aging backfields. Let's talk about shaky quarterback situations. There are a handful of situations that I think everybody feels sort of uneasy about. Not, right? not in Houston. Yeah, we right. good over here. Houston, right? Right. We not good over here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Take all that stuff over there. We don't want Jimmy G. We don't want Baker. Yeah, we don't nah, want Darnold. Nah, we we don't want none of y'all. But we got we Money good. Mills over here. We, 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 we might we be got, a little better with Baker. We got, but, we got Money okay. Mills. No, nah, we don't want no, Baker. We don't want Baker. <laughs> Let's talk about some of these shaky quarterback situations. Specifically, like Pittsburgh has a shaky situation. I mean, with Trubisky, they draft a running back, you know, early. Like, how are you guys – Sort of taking advantage of some of these shaky. I don't qualities. think that's shaky though. No, you don't think so? Pick it starting day one. <laughs> so, you think so, so? The reason why I, so. I say yeah. I don't think it's shaky because it, it, first of all, it's the classic scenario of you got this bridge quarterback, mm-hmm. you draft another quarterback that's the future mm-hmm. to get you by for this year, and then you're you're either going to play the rookie sometime this year when he takes over, or he's, he's going to be the guy next year. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? After he learns under the... I mean, literally the classic scenario. You look at... I mean, but you look at what they... You know, they floated out Trubisky's contract and... Yeah, uh, that's and what I was going to mm-hmm. mention. The contract. So, it's, 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 it's very performance slash uh, playing time based. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Extremely. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And they already got a good value on the contract in the first place. So it's and not even like And quite honestly, how you want Pickett contract. starting anyway. Yeah, yeah, you want to get our fantasy reps. teams. You want pick it because nobody's really. I mean, maybe you know, at some wait, point, wait, maybe you would have taken wait, Trubisky. Man, like, late, I can't late. just let Trubisky slander occur right <laughs> Look, what, what I'm saying is, <laughs> like, in Trubisky's not bad. What I'm saying is, in redrafts, you likely were not drafting Trubisky as your QB one. Maybe yeah, yeah, you were course, taking a late round flyer because maybe potentially some, you know, I, but, running but work. I'm not but, taking Pickett either, though. But, but but my point is, from a from a fantasy standpoint, we want Pickett. Because Pickett for the is other going, guys. Yeah, for the other guys. So you don't yeah. think Trubisky can do anything for the other guys? I think Pickett is more accurate. I okay. think he's less likely to run. I think he's less likely to steal any type of goal line work, you know. Okay. Mm. Uh, and so, because remember, this is an offense that does incorporate RPOs. Nobody yeah. really, you know, took, you know, put any credence in their RPO system last year because it was Big Ben. Right. But now you got, you know, some somewhat mobile quarterbacks back there. But is I our think, boy McFarlane still there? Yeah, and and Snell, <laughs> they both still there. What about Canada? Or the, the OC Canada still there? Canada okay, the good. OC. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. might go back to the well, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you be falling well. I might go back to the well. I'll just I'll just put it out there right okay. now, so don't look at me right. funny. But <laughs> later. But anyway, yeah, I want I want pick it back there because I still like Deontay. Deontay's ADP right now too is up there, man. It's, is it's, it? It's like, yes, you go in the back in the third. He's going to the back in the third. I'm like, he, he was oh, a value man. for like two, three years, bro. He was, yeah. he was. But back in the third, like the only no, I really he, would want pick it back there because you don't you, and you don't know what the chemistry is going to be. You can't do back in the third. And right now. Pickens, oof, man, I'm telling y'all, y'all, y'all don't want to believe me, but I'm telling y'all, Pickens going to be the real deal. You like Pickett? Pickens. Oh, pick, yeah, he's been, he's been yeah, yeah. texting about Pickens the last yeah. week. Yeah. But let's My also talk about... But don't forget Calvin Austin, too. And Calvin Austin. Calvin don't forget Austin. Calvin yeah. Austin. I don't want... Man, he's small as hell. Yeah. But when I watch that highlight tape, man, like... 
He, he's a different speed. Like Tyreek Hill speed. What about like this Atlanta team with Marcus Mariota as well? Like same that's scenario a, though. Same, same scenario. Yeah, so actually, you... actually, I think it's, that's a little different. Yeah, I can see Mariota starting and then eventually, because that's not a playoff team. Mm-hmm. So Mariota, I can see starting and then eventually them going to Ritter. See, but I don't even think that. I think it don't even matter. I think they're drafting a guy next year. Mm, I yeah. think this is all. They're all. It doesn't matter. Positioning themselves mm-hmm. to draft their guy next year. Yeah, and I feel like Ritter matter. probably just fell. If plays cool, yeah, yeah. I don't think Ritter's that great of a quarterback. I mean, nah. he's super fast. He tested. He's Mariota. Yeah, yeah, inaccurate. Yeah, he's Mariota. You know, a little bit, you know, he's yeah, he's he's got a little bit of mo- mo- mobility. But in that system, like you know, uh, I think they do want to establish a run a little bit more. They got to and work off play action pass. Dog, uh, look at their receiving. It, all they got is the rookie. Yeah. Look at their backfield. But that's what I'm saying. And Cordell's going late in drafts too. So yeah. That's what I'm saying. I feel like they're angling themselves because they didn't even put a team, no. a really competitive no, team out there. So you know they're going to draft in the top five next down. year. Yeah. And there's literally like five, six quarterbacks coming out next year that are going to be pretty, you know, well sought out. So mm-hmm. I don't think Ritter's a thing. Mariota's mm-hmm. definitely not. He got a two year contract. Yeah. So. And in that division, you can probably pencil them in for 0 for 6. I didn't, hmm. didn't even think about that. They losing hmm. the bu- against the Bucs. They losing against the Saints. Yeah. The Panthers, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. But they literally could be one or two, you know, hmm. overall pick next year. Yeah. So we often talk about running back by committee systems, right? But let's talk about receiver by committee systems. It seems like this Kansas City offense, they lose Tyreek Hill. It seems like they are going with the receiver by committee system. I think Robinson is gone. Not that that matters. Yeah, they, they lost they Robinson, Pringle. Where did Robinson go? The Raiders? Robinson, Pringle. I think yeah. so, yeah. Pringle, Pringle to the Bears. Bears. And then obviously Tyreek Hill. I don't, I, I don't want to call it a running back or a wide receiver by committee. You know what I equate this situation to? And this is like one of my lessons learned. I think I know. I think. Go ahead. For the what? Texans? When the Texans got rid of uh, DeAndre Hopkins, no, no, tried to bring. No, no, oh, okay, no. go. Ahead. Tex- you got Texans on the brain. No, yeah, I do. We I can do. talk about it if you want. I'm just saying, y'all want to talk Texans? You know. All right, so here we go. <laughs> All right, now, damn, I lost my train of thought. Now. You're saying what, what the, is this? Uh, yeah, yeah. What the Kansas City receiving core was uh, reminding you of? Oh yeah, you know what I equate this to? What I equate this to Matthew Stafford with the Rams and us. Not, you know, mm. us like really not knowing Who's or thinking that? we knew who the wide receiver was, but really not appreciating That's what right. could be. Because we were so, drafting Robert Woods we really Robert, high. Yeah, yeah. Then, well, they were know, both going around the same, same area. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but no one like really just put their foot on right, or at least Cooper put the Cup, idea, yeah. you know, within the realm of possibility of Cooper Cup doing. And maybe there were other things that kind of went into play. But if I look at the Kansas City Chiefs and I look at their history... You know, it's really been sort of kind of a, a, a two-wide receiver system. Mm-hmm. People operate through Tyreek Hill and through Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. So remove Tyreek Hill. Nobody's going to replace Tyreek Hill. But the idea that, you know, Mahomes and the system now is going to change to, okay, now everybody gets equal share, that I don't buy. Right. I do think there is going to be a wide receiver that's going to emerge. Who do you think it's going to be? I want it to be Scott Moore. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do think it's going to be Scott Moore. I don't think it's going to be Juju. I think, you know, Juju, this is year two where he's only been offered a one-year contract. Yeah, this is two yeah. years of just, like, bad film. And I'm not just blaming Roethlisberger for it. I think, you know, whether it's his knees or his, like, you know, him just kind of, like, being done. Like, I don't see him, like, as, you know, in that offense of being someone that, like, you really want to try and scheme to get open because mm-hmm. I'm, I think his jack at this point in his career is questionable, even given how young he is. Uh, and I also just think he's just like not someone you can so, line up on the outside. So I'm not saying I'm gonna ignore him, but he's also the one right currently right now with the earliest ADP. So to me, hmm. he's an easy like. Which is crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. to me, he's an easy one. So then the next off the board is Sky Moore, and yes, I grant it, sick, young, sexy pig. You know, definitely someone that we all kind of have. You know, you know these like you know. Think he's sexy. Whoa. Sexy nah. pick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Bro, that's not, 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 that's not,
and it's not so much that like I have like a strong conviction of it, mm-hmm. but I love the talent. Yeah, I love the situation, and I love the idea. Again, I don't think he's going to be Tyreek Hill, but given where he's going in drafts, hmm. I'm more than comfortable taking a shot and doing a, and throwing a dart at that. And but so before they took Scott Moore, y'all know I was texting about MVS. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like this is a situation where another again a guy that yes we've seen him as only this sort of kind of deep nine. The post route guy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really limited route runner. But he was one of those guys who kind of coming out of the draft was like, you know, highly touted. Uh, and so putting him in this system, you know, maybe they're able to, you know, get more out of him. Uh, so he's someone I'm going to take a, a, a shot at. But but what I, what I you know what I want to learn from from 2022 is to not throw all my eggs in the, the sky more basket and to diversify and make sure that I put in my mind uh, or take into account, you know, all the potential possibilities that, okay, yes, even though I think, you know, Scott Moore is a guy, it could also be MVS, you know? And mm-hmm. so I want to have a little bit of, and then, yeah, maybe it could be a situation where they spread the ball around, but I think there's a, a, a better than decent chance that one guy emerges as a, a true, nice, either, you know, uh, stable wide receiver two or potentially even a low-end wide receiver one. So hmm. I actually... Just sit here and just think about it. And the last thing, CEH too. I um hmm. Ronald Jones too. But um I think there's I think it could be a wide receiver committee. Wide hmm. and, and I say that because you're right. They got Juju. Juju signed a one year contract and I really feel like he wasn't really sought out for of and doesn't you know, seem I, like Ju- it. it doesn't look like Juju's the guy. He could be, but he doesn't look like he's the guy. They drafted Sky Moore in the second round. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Great, you know, athletic profile combine combine he he showed out. Um not not tall, but you know, stocky, almost has a Debo appearance to him. Yeah. Um MVS they gave the the bigger contract to. I want to say it was a two year contract. Mm-hmm. I forgot the exact numbers, but definitely more money than they played Juju. Oh yeah. And absolutely. the fact that you're telling me MVS out of those three is going last, he definitely is the value just hearing you talk. Yeah. But and again, it just literally just hit me. They also signed up a whole bunch of other, you know, sporadic guys. They re-signed Josh Gordon, mm-hmm. which is like, I don't know why, but they did. Yeah. They signed a, a blast from the past, uh, Corey Coleman, yeah. out the blue. Yeah. They, they need bodies, though. They signed the undrafted. But do they really? Because they only they lost do three need guys. Bodies. They do need bodies. They need backups. I mean, but they... Yeah, but that seems like a they, fool. But I mean, they, yeah, they just you, you signed three guys... Some of those guys are kind of shaky. Some of those guys have injury no, histories. No, but, but compared to last year, they only lost three guys. Because they still got Miko there. Yeah. yeah. Miko, actually, Miko is the one, the one guy that I just completely like, just disrespected. But I've seen enough of Miko. We I've weren't a Miko fan yeah, last year. Enough. Me too. Yeah. We weren't a Miko fan last year, and I'm like... Me too. But, but, but he's still there. He's still there, yeah. He's still there. So guy, the guys I mentioned, and then they, they added... Um, the dude from Clemson, Justin Ross. Justin yeah. Ross, yeah. It's, it's like... Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, again, the talent, there might be different levels of talent, yeah. but just the fact they brought in all these guys, and there's not to mention there might be other guys on the roster. Yeah, it's early in May. It's early in May. Thinking mm-hmm. about... It, it feels as if they're like, look, we're just bringing in a whole bunch of guys, cream rice to the top, yeah, yeah. and we're just going to just, you this, know, open it up, aerial yeah. attack. This is one of those situations where... Uh, Talent to me precedes the situation, but I still think it's a good situation. It is a good situation, of course. If Mahomes so, is tied to you; it's always going to be a good and, situation. And and, and this and it took me a while to get here, but I'm actually buying Mahomes. Remember that year we were on Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you and, mean buying Mahomes? Like you're drafting so, him in the third. He's not going in the third. Where's he going? He's going like in the fifth, sixth round. I got him in the sixth Shut round. Up. Oh, yeah, that I got late? him in the sixth round. I'm really? telling you, I'm gonna, your boy's going to start drafting right now. I'm telling you. I'm going to do a draft tonight. He going in <laughs> the fifth or sixth? I'll pull it up right now. I think he went in the sixth No, you don't need to. But, don't need to. That's but crazy. The year, that, the year that Deshaun Watson uh, lost DeAndre Hopkins, everyone mm-hmm. was scared. And what we talked right. about was- Oh, we were all over We him. talked yeah, about yeah, addition yeah. by subtraction yeah. because you could already see the, you could see the mental growth of Deshaun no longer just sort of kind of relying on wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And this is what you're hoping that um, you're hoping that Kyler Murray does this year because mm-hmm. he didn't do that last year. Mm-hmm. We still have not seen him. Well, be able Kyler to also was hurt for like half the season. Yeah. So, but still, when you're hurt and immobile, you should ideally you know be able to read the field now. And you know, 
he still had Kyler. Kyler runs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he got, got there by running. He ain't gonna but, stop. But anyway, so the idea behind us being on Watson was, you know, addition by subtraction. We felt like he was going to improve now that now he had to sort of kind of incorporate all of his wide receivers. He could right. no longer just lean on one on, guy. On one guy. Yeah, and but, so and I Mahomes, think that's kind of what's going to happen with Mahomes. And I think that's what's going to happen with Mahomes. And when you can open up the entire field and the defenses like have a hard problem of being able to like game scheme of taking Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey out, and you got other guys that can show up. And, yeah. and even as much as I don't like Juju or an MBS, and I'm going to say I don't like them, but I, you know, I'm, I'm down on them, they're still they're NFL starter talents. Right, right. You know? mm-hmm. uh, yeah. better, they're upgrades from the Robinsons. Uh, and I kind of like Pringle, but you know, I think MBS brings a little bit of, of more dynamic. But you have more, I think, you know, uh, of a, a, a better tier you know, when all guy, with all guys combined right, right. that will allow Mahomes to sort of kind of be able to right. you know, maybe take that next step as a quarterback. But, that, but, let's, but let's be real. Yeah. It's Travis Kelsey. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I smashed really, Travis yeah, Kelsey in the first round. I drafted him at, you know, oh, six overall. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Ronald Jones. Patrick Mahomes in the seventh round. Well, let's talk about Ronald Jones for a second. Yeah. Does he eat into CEH's Hell yeah. So he eats into the carries where Hell you don't yes. want them. Hmm. In between the 20s. He is not going to be at all involved in the passing game because yeah, he oh, can't yeah, catch. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, CEH is going like in the eighth round. This is, and this is one of those situations where I'm cautious with. So I will draft him every single time in the eighth round. I probably would too. With the idea that, okay, even if they re-sign Daryl uh, Williams, Williams or bring in an, or re-sign Jarek McKinnon, I'll just look at it as, okay, you know, maybe I can use him here and there. But eighth round right now, if they don't bring anybody and that's really like their staple, you're looking at a guy who now gets the third down work and you know they like using their third down running back, See, their pass and catch yeah. running back around the goal line. That's... It's one of the easiest smash plays. I don't care how bad because we weren't on him the years before. Right. You're, you're, literally, round, now I'm on him. you're literally breaking down what I said I was doing my 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 drafting process right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. That's the type of player I'm talking about. Yeah. Because and, and honestly, when we bring up Ronald Jones, we don't even know if Ronald Jones is going to be the starter. Well, mm-hmm. what if Ronald Jones is literally like a true backup and Ch is the man? I don't mm-hmm. think Ronald Jones is a starter. No, what I'm saying is, what if he's like, a, like not a timeshare? What if it's not 50 50 or 60 40? What if it's literally Ronald Jones, you don't play unless CEH. Oh, gotcha. Right. Oh, yeah. like, and then, and then yeah. that eighth, eighth round value is yeah. ridiculous. You right, know? Right. And what if that's something we don't really realize until like yeah. July? Then you would have got your, your, you know, your wide receiver, you got this running back that's probably going to end up being drafted in the fifth yeah. if that's the case. Yeah. And yeah. we can say on the other, other end, what if we find out Ronald Jones is a starter? I don't know where Ronald Jones is being drafted. Yeah. But if we find out he's the, the guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, then his ADP is gonna skyrocket. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's why at this point, that's the approach I take. Yeah, yeah. But um, and that's not a hard, that's not a hard backfield to kind of handcuff to get both. You yeah. know, might, yeah, it's not hard at all. Move. I was gonna ask you, um, Jake McKinnon is not signing with anybody. He's undrafted right now. Yeah, uh, he's a free agent. Him, both him and Daryl Williams are free agents okay. right now. So they so can easily th- come back. Yeah, those are two guys. Remember, we sent out. Remember, we sent out that like list even before Michelle signed. Like this is the list of undrafted players. Particularly the running backs, these are guys that like, you know, if you got like a deep, you know, redraft league or, you know, a startup or whatever, and you just need to, you know, throw some darts, like, mm-hmm. or even like in FFPC right now, like, I drafted Michelle and like, he ended up signing. He may still not be worth much, but like, mm-hmm. you never know what type of situation these guys are going to end up come September. You drafted in May. Mm-hmm. We're five months away from the season open. A lot can happen. So, yeah. a guy like McKinnon, who put a lot on tape last year, or Daryl Williams, who was like decent, you know, maybe they end up in situations like in Atlanta, where Atlanta's like really looking for someone. They Atlanta, you know, spent money on Mike Davis. Yeah. Who's to say they not they won't go out and go get someone like a Daryl Williams, you know? I do think yeah. Atlanta's bringing somebody in. Yeah. And, and um, Snoop Connor of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just, uh, <laughs> just look at that guy. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, back to the Chiefs. So, yeah. uh, McKinnon's not resigned. Darrell Williams has not been back there, right? Mm-hmm. They did add a guy, Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. He has a little bit of skill. If if nobody else is signed, mm-hmm. he might be a guy you just want to kind of stick in the back of your mind hmm. as somebody that you know. Right now, their backfield is Ceh, Ronald Jones, Derek Gore is still there. Derek well, Gore is still there. Yeah, yeah, who filled in great last year. He did. And then right, Isaiah yeah. Pacheco. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. he's the, he's the fourth running back. Yeah. yeah. 
One yeah. or two injuries away, bro. One two injuries. One or two injuries away. All right, so let's talk about Dynasty now. This was my first year startup Dynasty. Both of them. Yes, yes. Both of them Pop finally the cherry. popped yes, their yes. cherry. Yeah, they did their finally. first Dynasty startups. But now I'm scared. <laughs> because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like I feel like I have all these Dynasty ADPs in my mind. Does playing Dynasty make you a worse redraft? Drafter, like, like I feel like it's gonna make me worse in redraft fantasy. So, and we were talking about this before we started the show, but for me, I do think drafting in dynasty, mm-hmm. specifically startups, and doing redraft at the same time is a bad idea because okay. the thought process between, well, theoretically or the way I approach it, the thought process of me doing my startup in dynasty mm-hmm. is much different than my thought process and redraft. Okay. You know? So if I'm doing them at the same time, I do kind of have these ADPs jumbled in my head. Right. Because when you're drafting, you just draft it. You know, it's like, oh, I'm on the clock. Yeah. You're my guy. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for me, and I haven't done any dynasty startups this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually the first time I haven't done a dynasty startup in a while. Um, not really sure why. We'll see what happens. But for me, when I'm doing dynasty startups, mm-hmm. I have to literally stop and wait some days <laughs> like recalibrate to some yeah. extent, maybe yeah. read some stuff or look at boards. Yeah. Yeah. The easiest way I always just look at boards, gotta see what how people are falling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wait those few days and then I say, okay, now let me do my redrafts yeah. because it is gonna affect you. Like, yeah. regard, I mean, age is like evil, you know what I'm saying? In <laughs> yeah, 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 you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. and when we talk about age, we're talking about like running backs over 26, 27, yeah, yeah, yeah. receivers over. 30. Yeah. You know, quarterbacks can play forever. You know I what I'm definitely, saying? I definitely have seen some of that uh, mindset carry over to yeah. the redraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'll, I'll say, you know, I feel like uh, for me, you know, it's kind of taking me that next step, that next level. Hmm. Uh, Makes spent, you think about it a little yeah, bit deeper. Uh, yeah. I felt like, and really, honestly, it started, I would say, like, uh, you know, midway uh, or a, th- a third of the way through my startup dynasty draft where I was like, Sorry, on call. <laughs> yeah, it started, uh, you know, during that uh, draft process or that startup, and I just, I really had to kind of pay attention to these rookies that were coming off the board, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to kind of like watch the highlights once and then kind of take small notes. It's another thing to kind of go back and try to like in, look at individual game film and then read others' evaluation mm-hmm. and then go back and say, oh, yeah, you know. And, and part of that process, like, I feel like I've learned so much. Like, I brought up the idea of like, Okay, watching, you know, guys like Chase just one free or just, you know, be faster than everyone else, just be mm-hmm. bigger than everyone else and wonder how that's gonna translate. Well now, like, when I go back and watch his film, you know, and I did this on purpose, I start to see other intricacies that like other people commented on and you know, as far as like their evaluation. And so I'm just like learning. It's been like a a a, a, a real learning process. So right. guys like Sky Moore now, I feel a lot more comfortable drafting. Right. You know, guys like you know, when guys get super high on Damian Pierce, and I was, I, mean, I was like literally in the middle of the draft before yeah. he went off the board. I was like, we man, I, talk, like, I like gotta, Damian Pierce. We got to talk about yeah. Damian Pierce, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 we do. We do got to talk. But I was like, okay. you know, even some be- point. before he got drafted to the Texans, I was, you know, I'm sitting there in like round 14 or whatever of the startup. Like, man, I really like Damian Pierce just because I like love this tape. And then he goes to the Texans, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not like in love with him, but like, Understanding, you know, how the Texans operate, at least in our minds, or what we've seen. Right. Knowing the level of Tanner, even though I like him, mm-hmm. he's still not someone like I feel like I gotta go after and go get. Right. So like yeah. now I have a better, I have a better comfort level with that. Whereas like if I had not really watched film on him or like you know had like really studied him, right. I think I would be like reaching to grab him, you know, with the idea that okay, I just saw you know a couple of highlights here or there. Same thing with the Brees Hall, like I. I have them valued at a certain hmm. level that I think is appropriate because right. I felt like I really studied as opposed to just sort of kind of taking everybody's word that this is like the next greatest running back. So one thing, and again, this is when we talk about they just did their first startups, we're talking about like within the last month. Yeah, like yeah. I'm still we, in the draft. We, he's still doing his. Yeah. So so they're st- still kind of in the midst of it. They're, you know, their their brain is still kind of processing what they're what they went through or what they're going through, you know what I'm saying? But I always try to, people that are fresh to the dynasty, we always try to tell them the way to truly grasp people's mindset or what's going on is you want to 
look back in years in the pre- in the past and see how people were being evaluated or mm-hmm. viewed at that time. For instance, the draft of 2020, I mean 2020 uh, 2020, mm-hmm. right? Like look at these fourth, fifth, sixth round running back, fourth, fifth, sixth round receivers and just how, you know, people at the time viewed their roles or how it was going to be on the team mm-hmm. and then just think about how it played out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you start to say, okay, you end up getting these gems like your Elijah Mitchells, your James Robinsons. Yeah. But you also end up getting these duds that literally are out the league within a year or two. So that it, it makes you realize, okay, I can't, well, this is just for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just go all in on running backs. Yeah. But I know there's certain running backs or, or certain players where they can end up being that diamond in the rough. And if I get them real late, you know, and I just be patient a little bit. Yeah. I can end up getting a great, great player. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, but that's something where once you play dynasty for a little bit, you start to see how things end up playing out. Yeah. Like, like Jalen Hurts, for instance. Yeah. Jalen Hurts rookie draft. He was drafted in the second or third round, what two, three years ago, because mm-hmm. everybody was like, he was drafted on Carson Wentz team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was yeah, a second yeah. round pick. He, his his measurables weren't that great. You know, yeah. short. You know, yeah. all of that stuff. So he's being drafted in rookie drafts like mid-second to third. Mm-hmm. If you took a stab on him, just been patient, now you got a quarterback that's quarterback one. Yeah. Now he might not have long-term value just to, to seeing how things play out. Mm-hmm. Um, like not starting next year. Right, right. Just kind of seeing what happens there. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he But, I mean, same thing with Davis Mills. Davis yeah. Mills being drafted in the third round last yeah, year. Yeah. Then you have somebody like Kyle Trask. Who drafted probably right around the exact same time Davis yeah. Mills is, mm-hmm. and he's in, almost valueless right now. Yeah. Like you can cut Kyle Trask and nobody's gonna pick him up. So, yeah. it, it's, it, Dynasty is an interesting game, and you have to think about it a it little is. bit deeper than reject. You know, my big thing is contracts. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I'm on contracts because yeah. I want to see how long is this player gonna be on this team. For now sure. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, now because now that's so telling. It's yeah, so yeah. so telling. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just you know. so different though. Like like the trading of picks. Which is trading. not in, yeah. you know, like not in trading the is something you really have to get used to. Oh yeah, man, because it's like, because the yeah. straight because the trades are just coming every yeah. single pick. Yeah, and then like you have to think years down the line, people are trading twenty twenty three picks, and yeah. then you're thinking, what is that you know draft going to look like? And it's only and then, seven rounds. And then you start FFPC. becoming familiar with the players that are coming out. Yeah, so then you yeah. even look at it even deeper. Like, okay, let me see these. Guys that are eligible for the draft next year yeah, and like, yeah. mock drafts and yeah. things like that. Yeah, it's, it's so different. But again, that's why I have to say, okay, I'm doing. I'm focusing on dynasty now. Yeah. When I'm done with this, I need to unplug. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna scramble my mind and forget all that. Put my dynasty teams to the side. Yeah. And say now redraft. Yeah. yeah. And speaking with Damian Pierce because it's like not leave because we did. Yeah. I think we you know feel all feel. Yeah. Kind tell of the people. Strong. Tell the people. Yeah. So. <laughs> The way that I'm viewing Damian Pierce right now is like he's not somebody that I, I want to take early in drafts, or he, and he's not going early, but I don't even want to take in the mid, you know, rounds. I don't want to take like seventh. Where's eighth he round. being drafted? I think he's going like in the seventh, eighth round. That's or not, crazy. Not, not seventh, maybe eighth. He ninth shouldn't even round. be in the single digits. Hmm. Yeah, he should so, not be. Yeah, the way the way that you know, I think I, I recall back to last year when we were trying to figure out what was going to happen in this backfield, and we were just mm-hmm. everybody was just like deathly wrong. What ended right. up happening? Was they just used everybody? everybody. <laughs> they used everybody, and he, and and the one guy that was probably the most valuable was uh, Ingram. Not even Ingram. It was uh, Woodhead. Not Woodhead. Burkhead. 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 That was yeah. late Burkhead. in the season, though. Yeah, it was, was Burkhead. Late. But we all just sort of kind of casted him off, yeah. you know. And he yeah. was the one that had the kind of third down role. But they basically showed that they wanted to use everyone, and mm-hmm. it's kind of to me, it really is the same mindset. Even though we have Pep Hamilton coming in, I think it's the same mindset. And I want to say. Even- I want to say Pitt, I want to say Hamilton and Mac kind of overlapped a little bit, and you can say all you want to say about how bad Actually, Mac is. Actually, I don't think is. they did. I don't think they okay. did. Okay. Yeah, but you can say how bad Mac is. You can say how old Burkhead is, uh, and we could have said the same things last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still use all three backs. So yeah. To me, I you know the idea of, of me drafting Damian Pierce would be like that guy that like okay you get at the very end. And if you can be patient enough to where it's the back end of the year and this team is like not making the playoffs and they want to go in evaluation mode yeah. or Burkhead gets hurt, you know, then you kind of have a player that maybe is seeing more time and then like eventually kind of you know takes over that role. That's how I value him. I do not value him as someone who's coming, you know, starting day one is going to have like this three down right. back, you know, right. role. And, and 
with people knowing that I'm a Texans fan, a lot of people have literally reached out to me directly and have asked me my thoughts on Damian Pierce. Yeah. And for me, kind of, you know what I'm saying, a little, or, you know, mimicking what you're saying, I don't think he is going to just be the sole guy there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I would even question him being the main guy there. Yeah. You know what yep. I'm saying? He might not, he might possibly be in an equal share time uh, timeshare. He might even not even be one of the top two in a timeshare. Mm-hmm. I can see all of that. And here's the thing about it as well. It's not just Burkhead who they re-signed, who's, who's actually the Texans' first signing this offseason was Burkhead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The very first signing was Burkhead. And you know who the GM oh, is. Right, right. You not only Burkhead there, yeah. Marlon Mack, who they were, they were talking up for a while, they brought him in for a workout and then signed him days later. Uh, and they, they, they talked about him plenty of times here locally. Yeah. So we hear about him. I think they're high on both of them. But also, they signed Dare Agumboele. Yeah, Agumboele. Um, they, re- they, they, they waiver picked up Royce Freeman last year. Mm. He became a free agent, and then they re-signed him. Yeah. Mm. So he's there too. So you have all these other bodies where it's like, again, like we were saying earlier, if week one comes out and Royce Freeman's the star running back for the Texans, I might be like, hmm, I didn't expect that. But I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? I didn't see this coming. Yeah. You know? So. And you can say, people say, cream rises to the top, talent wins out. Man, not always. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and, not always. We always preach. Or I not always, always preach. My, my biggest saying because, yeah, because, and it's funny because I've been in a uh, people that follow me on Twitter probably see I've been in a, like, these spaces, right? Where they like <laughs> are just talking, you yeah. know. And the reason why I mean a lot of these spaces because I like to hear what fans or other mm-hmm. people are saying or thinking, mm-hmm. and you know I just kind of sit back and listen. It, it, I always chuckle to myself because these people in these spaces talk so matter of factly. Yeah, yeah, this is what's gonna happen. This is how they think. Yeah. This is who such and such is. And I always think about something, man. It literally doesn't matter whatsoever what we think. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. If the coaches, wherever he's at sitting in his office, he's like, man, this guy's a baller. Yeah. And I'm looking at the same guy like, man, this guy's trash. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's probably going to play. Yeah. And I'd be right, like, man, right. why the hell is this bum playing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But... It, it literally, I have no effect on it whatsoever. That comes, so, you know, that's funny because remember we we had the, we were talking about, uh, you know, I forget what the discussion was, but it was, you know, you were trying to figure out like who to pick up, uh, who to make, who's your next pick in your uh, dynasty draft, mm-hmm. and you know, you threw out a couple names, and then I was like, you know, and then we we're talking about talent and situation. Oh, and I was yeah, like, talent versus yeah. Situation. I was like, well, talent is subjective. You know, yeah. people. Yeah. You know, and then that's they a topic said, for an yeah. episode later. Situation is subjective yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. subjective, subjective. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is subjective, subjective yeah. man. Everything is subjective, man. But um, yeah. So yeah, so and you know, I think we were talking about Damian Pierce, right? Yeah. So I think people are overvaluing him because they, and it, it's. It's slightly frustrating. Not mm-hmm. really. I get it. But people really don't understand how the Texans operate. Mm-hmm. And they try to take what they believe they the way they should operate mm-hmm. and try to fit that in to their thinking. Yeah. When in reality, they have to just ignore everything you think of is reasonable, that mm-hmm. makes sense, and just look at what's happening. Yeah. Um, and with, with Damian Pierce, I think people are overvalued because they feel like he's the most talented there. Mm-hmm. Which again, it doesn't matter what we think. Mm-hmm. The coach think he was he didn't use high draft capital on him. Yeah. Fourth round pick, man. Come on. Yeah. Um he, he, they assume he's the most talented, so he's gonna take that job. I've seen people even talking about he might be the starter running back week one. I'm not saying mm. it's, it's not possible. I'm just saying for you to make that jump, yeah, there's nothing that's shown that. Yeah. There's nothing whatsoever that's shown yeah, that. So, so, so yeah. be careful with Pierce. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely want to see, see him succeed. I I watched a little bit of him, but he has so few carries mm-hmm. last year or in college. There's not much tape on him. The same highlight I keep seeing is when he, he's running the ball and his helmet gets knocked off and he's still trying to run. And get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They keep showing that highlight. Like, I'm like, show me something else. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like him, though. I like him. I, no, he's, I he's definitely player, like him. Yeah. I definitely like him. I mean, he's a Texan. I mean, I'm definitely yeah. rooting for him. His pass receiving profile is probably not that great. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. He, he looked good out the pass. He looked, he oh, he looked could, good he, catching. Yeah, he looked good okay. catching the ball. I, I didn't think see he, too a, much lot of it. His, a lot of his issue was like, you know, he didn't take, uh, which doesn't matter when he's playing with the, with him playing for the Texans, but he didn't have like a lot, a large workload. Right, right. Time and, and then on top, okay, so with that being said, you can't Maybe expect him to have a, 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 a small or 
a low level workload in college and then just go into the NFL and just all of a sudden bell cow. Bell cow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not usually the case. He does look good on film. Uh, he's like one of those guys. Like I like. I, and this is again. Keep going to Rashad White. Watch. He's gonna blow up this year. <laughs> but. I watch him and I know he like ran I think like a four four. But then like, fast, yeah. But then I like look at his like games. I'm like, you he looks, don't run four four. He looks like old girly, not like old old girly, but like like old girly. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, la- the last the last time he Yeah. He like like right when you like. Uh, I, I don't I, think I'm gonna be drafting him next I'm year. I'm gonna create a hashtag. <laughs> what happened to Todd Gurley, man? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like he got cut. Yeah. To go from like the, on the top NFL yeah. backs to two yeah. years later just. Yeah, but Damian Pierce looks fast on tape. He looks explosive on tape. That's why I think he ran like a four six though. But uh, but another one is like Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. Uh, you like him? Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Uh, I, I, I'm not a fan. I felt like he bounced out. You know, relied on the speed quite quite often. I, I wasn't a huge fan. I can see why he I'm went. Still trying to figure out how to think about him too. But you know, that's not a situation that I necessarily like. And the idea that like he's just gonna take over a penny. I mean, I think right now he's being drafted. I want to say like in the sixth, seventh round, like. People just consistently disrespect my boy Rashad Penny. Man, <laughs> he showed y'all everything he needed to show y'all yeah, last year. He, looked, I mean, mm-hmm. he was like the RB one, like the like last three if or four. He, all he has to do is stay healthy. Yeah, if he, stays if he can stay healthy, well, that's a big if. He, yeah, it is. Now that offense is gonna look a lot different now that you don't have a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. They did draft, I think, a couple or uh, linemen, which would be yeah. good because they've always had a horrible line. Yeah, and I don't care what they're saying. They they drafting for next year. They this, oh, they yeah. set up. They like when mm-hmm. they got linemen, defensive players, like then they Dog, got Ken Walker. Tell you, they ain't setting up for next year. I'm trying draft. to tell yeah. you, a lot of these teams are angling to make sure they get one yeah. of the top quarterbacks, quarterbacks next yeah. year. There's like four or five. Yeah. Like of course, C.J. Stroud, Bryce yeah. Young. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I and don't know gonna, all their names. Yeah, and they're not going to take, but you know, they, I don't think that they like want to spend draft capital uh, or picks uh, to try and go get a Baker Mayfield and then like struggle in that situation. Right. Uh, let's hold off on Baker for right now. That's a topic for another. Are we not talking about Baker today? No, no, no. No, I, I, I want to know what you think about Baker. No, no, no. Before I, things I, change, because something can change tomorrow, and then it'll all go out the window. What do you think is going to happen with Baker? Because you feel like I feel yes. like there's some kind of hill you're on, you're on, and you're dying. I did. And you're like, man, I I'm did. not leaving this daggum hill. Baker to the Lions, Detroit. Listen, Baker needs to needs a fresh start. He gets a fresh start. Detroit is a perfect place for him. Golf didn't play that bad last year, though. Yeah, but but you don't think that you can get back to a Super Bowl with that roster? I mean, with, I don't think you can get well, let me ask you this. Okay, so first of all, let's let's dig. We're slightly. eating into topics that we have a long season. Okay, I don't sli- want to talk slightly, about just slightly. Mm-hmm. You know, Baker's on a one-year contract basically right now. E- essentially. Okay, so if you trade for him, you either got. I don't think you think you can do his fifth year. I think it's done now. You have to. Resign. You, you have to pay him. You right? have to resign. So yeah. so. Whoever's taking them is to some extent a rental until you, you make that agreement, right? Mm-hmm. But my question is, do you think Baker is still good? Yes. You do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think Baker is a good quarterback. You, you, you feel like he's still starter quality type? Yes. And okay. the interesting thing is, right now, it seems like they're probably going to have to hold on to Baker, try to get his trade value up, because I think we all believe that Deshaun is going to be suspended at some point. I don't know. I don't think he's... Either. If he gets suspended, Not then that year. gives them the perfect opportunity to play Baker, get his trade value up, and then trade him mid-season. Okay. Do you think that's really a... Rea- do you think... What can they do to get his trade value up? Like... If, if he... if he Listen, Amari's there. If he shows up and, and hey, lights it up for the first... NFL told you what they thought of Baker. Yeah, they've already <laughs> told you, bro. <laughs> they told you what they thought they of Baker. Told, like, I don't think there's <laughs> anything Baker they can do... They told you what they thought of Baker. That, they'll make people be like, oh, shoot, you saw what Baker did? <laughs> We need to call the Browns. Like, he, you see that Baker Mayfield commercial? <laughs> nah, I'm looking at it. We need to get him here. Oh. Laugh now. Well, since we're throwing our predictions, this is my yeah. prediction. Hunt, we may, Hunt may finish the year as a Kansas City Chief. Ooh. Whether it's like Hunt gets cut. Yeah, and then get signed by the Chiefs. I don't know. You know, they you know, always you know working you know behind closed doors mm-hmm. doing things illegally. But you know, we all know his kind of contract situation. Uh, you know, potential cut candidate is good. But he's one of those players right now. If you drafted early, like he's falling. I think you know, like seventh, eighth round. If you do oh, like yeah, a zero falling. RB build, mm-hmm. like he's one of those players right now that like because he already has some standalone value too. Mm-hmm. But like if he gets cut or traded. Yeah. Boom. And I know it's like a random thing, but that's like I, they I have the Ernest, that right, I was so like, for whatever reason, I can't get that out of my head right now. They like, clearly feel good about the Ernest Johnson being there. So why yeah, why not? Yeah, and yeah. they drafted a guy. Um 
Okay, so for me, just some dynasty names. No, 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 no. Oh no, no, no. Predictions. Since we all gave oh, predictions. predictions, yeah. yeah. Predictions. He don't like oh, yeah. no predictions though. I, I know that's why. I'm like, like I want like, to get like, 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 to get out of it. That's NFL what predictions like. of yeah, the yeah, season. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that you think something splashy too. Like I think the Cowboys are gonna have a horrible season. Oh, okay, and that's. <laughs> I love it on that note. Yeah, right. You know, specific player being moved. Like, give me oh, a prediction. Know I don't make predictions like that. That's like fortune telling right there. Exactly. Cool. Oh, let's see. You just kind of putting me on the spot. Oh, I think Drake is going to get cut. Yeah, okay. Drake. Oh, Which means that's another body, I, I another free agent to be added. The yeah. Packers are going to add um, a receiver, whether it's Odell, Julio, or Landry. I do believe that's going to happen. I've been hearing um, something about Odell going to uh, Green Bay. Uh, he's still hurt, though. Yeah. I feel like we haven't heard the end of Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray's status with their teams and contract. All right. I all right. So, let's go there. Go there. I feel like there's going to be more to that. I don't know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but it has not been resolved yet. Lamar's makes me a little bit more curious now than Kyler's. I feel mm-hmm. like Kyler might have a... a, a a wink and nod handshake um, kind of agreement with the Cardinals mm-hmm. that we don't know about. And if he does, I think it's going to come out before the season because I don't hmm. feel like Kyler's going to play the season without something happening with his contract. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I think Tua's fool's goal. All right, so now same, you're just giving us a right. Like, while, while the like same he's giving time, us your opinion instead while, of the, t- the same time, I think Zach Williams <laughs> is going to have a good season. Zach, Zach Dove. Cause I still, I still like his arm. Oh, uh, so yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Are you giving it all out? Oh, right, 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 right. What episode? Uh, <laughs> so the, the, <laughs> the Saints. Uh huh. They're gonna be dangerous this year. Oh yeah, yeah I think 100% so too. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, they're gonna be dangerous here. Yeah. That's all I got. All right, all right. This is episode one, guys. Guys, yeah, first and fifteen. We back. We're back. We back. Please like, rate, subscribe. We're out. What if we plan it out? Cabo for a week, pass for a day, wee wee. You can come and be my babe, you can see what a gentleman I am. Yeah. What if we could plan it out? Party in the streets, like the golden days at the beach. Family buzzing in my air like a beat. Maybe you could chill. All this stuff I have up in my head, I just wanna do. Maybe if you come, then you can hang, you can meet the crew. We could even chill out at the park like we did in school. Take you back to when you was a kid, everything was cool. Hope you never lose track, life's a little hard when you're not home, yeah. Yeah, I've been going and going, but still on my own, yeah. I'm a soldier, I fight for what's right, so my heart's just been fighting for you. What more can I do? I just wanna put you in a box.